Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land. And our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. The Missouri turkey season has come and gone, and numbers in Missouri were down a great deal this this season. There are quite a few, I think, disappointed turkey hunters out there, but once again, you run into the lucky guys. Seems like guys in northern Missouri had a lot of turkeys while guys down south were crying just a little bit. Well, I've got uh, on the program today with me Stuart Ruling from Indian Creek Shooting Systems down at Froneham, Missouri. Stuart, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I'm kind of winding down and starting to relax a little bit since the season is uh, coming and going. But, uh, you know, we had a pretty busy season and I heard you say something about the uh, bird numbers being down, and that's exactly what we were experiencing down here, too. <laughs> yeah, I heard a lot of crying during the season. I actually, I guess I'm getting old, man. I didn't I didn't get a lot of time out in the woods this year. It was extremely busy, and, and I had sad stories to tell, too. I actually only went out a couple of mornings, and but... I, I haven't lost my touch because first time I hit the call, I got a response. A gobbler wasn't uh, probably a couple hundred yards away, and boy, I went to work on him. He started coming in pretty quick. I was feeling pretty good, and two dogs showed up, and uh, you know how that goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second, that's not good. Oh, never good, man. And the second oh. second day I went out, same thing. I got a bird fired up uh, pretty quick like, and messed with it for probably an hour, and it closed half the distance came probably 150 yards and i was feeling pretty confident again then my phone rings of all things i had turned it down but it was the landowner and he'd had a big truck coming into the farm and it got all hung up and stuck and they were in a real bind he asked me if i could come help (laughs) so 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 i kind of struck out but Stuart, it's been a while since i've talked to you i've been in a number of turkey camps usually involved with ray i over the years and we've had some great times together and and boy you guys have been the kind of the ultimate in the choke tube business for uh quite some time now i, I can remember back in the day when it seemed like a, your guys name just popped up all the time at the national wild turkey federation shooting competitions and you guys did really well in that arena but you've been in business since about 2006 and whatever possessed you guys to get into the the choke tube business back then well i'll tell you what i went to a college ranking technical college in st louis and uh to become a machinist in their machining program and one of my i would say in my last year senior year um we could pick something that we wanted to make um anything you know Ah. whatever you wanted to make so i uh picked uh making a choke tube for turkey hunting <laughs> and I never got to finish it. We never, oh. we, I never got to finish it before I graduated, which was no big deal. And, um, Mike and myself, we started a tool and die shop, fabricating shop down here in Florida, Missouri, and had bought some equipment that was capable. And we just kind of, one day I just decided 
well, we're going to go ahead and try this. And we had a guy that had a patent on the porting design and, uh, still does, but he, uh, couldn't get his choke tube to work. <laughs> he sent us a bunch of them and I shot them and they were terrible. Yeah. So I went on, uh, to work on, on the internal geometry of this thing. And I knew that he had his patent on the porting design worked. I knew it for a fact because every time you would shoot it, you could see the 30 grooves cut in the wad. Uh-huh. So that was proof positive that it was actually retarding that wad ever so slightly. And uh, the end result was supposed to have fewer, fewer flyers uh-huh. on, you know, downrange on target than with a normal choke tube. And um, it worked. It worked well. And it took quite a while to figure out exactly what geometry on the inside to come up with to make it shoot, but we ended up nailing it, and it's been working really, really good ever since. I'll I'll say so. I can remember being in turkey camps, and I remember being in the camp over on the Big Piney River with you guys, and we set up some targets. I think it's probably the first time I'd ever seen uh, Indian Creek. Uh, choke tubes and boy was I ever impressed pretty quick like I remember you guys had uh, tubes for a, a variety of brands of shotguns and we were shooting all of them and boy you know these fancy turkey targets you got anymore that uh, just look almost uh, realistic but I think I remember shooting at like 20 and 30 and 40 yards and it was just in incredible the density of those those uh, uh patterns and you know I, I mean i was immediately sold like tens of thousands of other uh turkey hunters but i have to ask you the question i haven't talked to you boy in, in three four five years and is there been any improvements on that great choke or are you still using the the same uh, sort of system uh, no we're still using the exact same system we got pretty lucky that you know, the new uh, tungsten super shot shells that are out on the market nowadays? Yeah. Um, we didn't have to, we didn't, that our choke tube catered to that shell immediately. We didn't have to change constrictions or any geometry or do anything special to make it shoot. And uh, um, that was pretty nice. I'd say I so. I bet that made a lot of people shot. happy. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, you know, th- we did a bunch of testing with it, and we're like, hey, you know, we're leaving this dude alone. And um, all the TSS shells uh, shoot really, really good. So now you've got a choke tube that shoots the best of both worlds. You can go with your cheaper lead shots. You know, it's kind of up to you. Uh, right. Winchester Longbeard is one of the best ones out there for lead offerings, and it shoots the 665 you know basically the standard constriction in 12 gauge um really shoots the long beards good and you if you want to go to the more expensive tss shells by means it's the same constriction you got a choke tube that can shoot all of it you don't have to go out and buy two three more different choke tubes just to shoot what you want it's right there ready to go for you well that is really great for uh, shooters and and for turkey hunters you know hunters in in general because if you're like me you the more chirp choke tubes you get the more of them you lose you know or you can't find them uh i know you know i got uh, gun cases in the house and of course being a long time outdoorsman i've got a, a number of guns and i scatter them out through the house well you know if you scatter guns out the equipment goes with them tends to get scattered out too right. so the more chokes you got hey, the more difficult they are to find sometimes but yeah i have uh, used your guys choked for well over a decade now and i've been very happy happy with them and it's, it's interesting you bring, bring up uh, uh winchester longbeards because i'm still using them still having uh, 
that's just a great combination. Well, Stuart, have you guys over the years have you have you expanded out into other arenas? I mean, do you have waterfowl chokes and that sort of sort of thing now? Or we do. We have some really good waterfowl chokes, and uh, we offer two constrictions: a pass choke and a decoying choke. Um, there are ten thousandth difference in constriction. You wouldn't believe the difference um, that that makes. Uh, a lot of guys are shooting the pass choke, and they're shooting them into decoys. And they either miss them, or if they hit them, they can't eat the duck. It's just too much, you know. So yeah. the seven twenty constriction, yeah, the seven twenty constriction. Um, we kind of recommend that above all because it still kind of gets into that pass shooting situation uh, with the today's newer shells. Uh, the same way, you don't really have to have two chokes. But we do offer them. There's still people that really like them. Now, that 710 constriction, the one that we call a pass shoot, um, also doubles as a predator choke tube because it's uh-huh. just, it's not too tight, not too loose. And a lot of guys are shooting number four buckshot. Um, and now with the new TSS, they, they've actually come out with some, I think, some number threes or number twos in TSS. So that's going to be like shooting a bunch of 22 bullets at them downrange and uh, <laughs> so you need a little bit more constriction for that anyway but i think that the guys that have been trying them out for predator tubes are super happy well I, i'm i'm sure they are because you guys are all about uh quality and and that's just been the name of the game for you guys over the course of the uh decades here and uh boy it's it, it's been really interesting to watch you guys particularly in the nwtf uh, competitions you know back when you first put these chokes on the market it's like boy you were winning a larger percentage of them well i'd like to ask you Stuart. it's been so long as a million questions i'd last like to ask but uh, you know we're always limited on on time who have you got on pro staff these days Is walter parrot still dealing with you guys uh, yes, Walter still uh, promotes us, and uh, we definitely have him uh, on our side. He was here last week. We got to enjoy a day of turkey hunting. We just walked around in the woods, couldn't find turkeys, <laughs> but, but uh, we had a we had a good time uh, chasing after him. You know, we went to some really good spots and just didn't get just didn't get on much. He couldn't stay long, and then yeah, I had to leave. But it's always good to to go out with Walter because I tell you, you could be standing right next to him and he starts calling. You're like, where's that Turkey at? And oh, he's he great. Isn't he? To the Mac. Uh, yeah, you, you bet. Yeah. I've hunted with Walter several times. I actually talked to him a couple of weeks yeah. ago and I'm going to do a podcast with him in the next uh, couple of days, but I saw him posting pictures of dead uh, turkeys on uh, Facebook. They must've come from down South or he borrowed a Turkey from somebody. I don't, I don't know which. <laughs> I don't think he borrowed one. <laughs> uh, he comes up here. His daughter lives up here uh, north of me, and he comes in. I think he owns a little bit of ground, and he he came in and he uh, he shot two of them. But, so Good I was for him. Envious at the time of him. Oh, <laughs> absolutely! But he was a always been a turkey killing machine. And of course, back in the day, you remember the day as well when Walter Parrott had more wins in turkey calling championships than anybody in the country. And of course, Walter, he's not a spring chicken anymore. I know he's younger than me by several years, but I'm going to be 72 soon. So he's got to be up there in that 60s range, but still going at it hard and fast, isn't he? 
Yes, he is. Uh, he hasn't uh, called in years, and that's probably why he still ain't number one. <laughs> let them young guys come up there years ago and pass him up. Oh yeah, but, but I, I, I that that's just kind of a natural occurrence of thing. But I don't think there's anybody, you know, even among the young crowd today, as good as they are. I don't think there's anybody that enter any better than Walter was in his heyday. You know, uh, but you got to give the young sure. guys a chance. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, anything, anything new coming up in in the future for you guys at uh, Indian Creek? Well, uh, it's not super new, but uh, last year we came out with the 410 choke. This TSS craze has uh, driven us to uh, design a 410 choke. So that was hard. That, that was uh, the 410. The, four, the 410s are very finicky and even like brand guns, you know, like you got two Remingtons sitting there. You bought them straight off the shelf. I can guarantee you that one will not pattern like the other one so we come out with three constrictions and i know it's kind of tough um i hate even recommending one for a certain gun because it, it is that night day difference um I'm, we're thinking about coming out with a three pack for uh 2022 um not 100 uh-huh. sure on that yet right but we'll try to reduce the price to where a person could can go ahead and buy the three pack so then he's got the best of all the worlds right there and with those three he will find something that will pattern in his gun uh just a story i've got a, a browning bps and a buddy of mine's got browning exact gun and uh we make a 390 constriction and he's like man that 390 is the way to go and when i bought mine i grabbed a 390 and put it in there and i couldn't i i, I didn't even want to take it hunting but i put the 380 in there and that thing come to life now i called him and he said I couldn't even get a pattern to save my my life on the with the three eighty. So two exact guns and two completely opposite choke tube constrictions to make them shoot. So it's a tough deal. But I think if we can get this uh, three pack uh, marketed right and sell it for a decent price, then everybody should be able to find a good pattern. Now these four tens, you're going to kill a turkey at forty yards all day long. And I grant you, 15 years ago, we would have never even thought about taking a 410 out there to Turkey Woods. Isn't that an absolute truth? Well, I've heard a lot of talk in the last uh, two or three years about the 410s. What what has spurred that interest, you think? I'm not sure. <laughs> when TSS <laughs> came out, when TSS came out, it was to keep people from having to shoot a big, heavy 12-gauge. Uh-huh. And you could go to a 20-gauge and a lighter gun. And still have the patterns and killing power of a 12 gauge with normal lead load. So that was, you know, a pretty cool thing. I switched myself uh, to a lighter gun and a 20 gauge. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden there was some talk about 28 gauge. Right. And we're like, okay. So we made a couple of 28 gauge, but they basically flew right through the 28 gauges and straight to 410. I don't know. Uh, it's not that much lighter of a gun but it's smaller and i guess a challenge i guess you can say that you kill them with a 410 but you're going to they're that good they are definitely definitely that good uh that you've got a 40 yard 410 gun now i understand the youth and the elderly for sure oh absolutely Uh, yeah that's very it's probably yeah that's very interesting uh actually my my boss at uh, living the dream uh outdoors properties uh they they sponsored the 
podcast and a TV show as, as, as well. But he's been uh, killing turkeys for the last two or three years with a 410 pistol. And, uh, boy, now you, you, you talk about the brags. I, that really is something to brag about. But the, the talk about the 410s had just been uh, incredible. And, again, an extended challenge. And if it works, hey, it works. And uh, I'm sure you guys are in the forefront of that uh, choke tube business in the 410 realm as well. Well, Stuart, man, it's been great to be able to talk to you today. But if, if people want to uh, uh, see your products or try them out, uh, what's the best route for them to go? They can go on our website. It's pretty easy. It's uh, com. We've got all our products on there. And um, there's some of our vendors are Midway USA, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, Midwest Turkey Call Supply. Um, all our vendors are listed on our website. And you can always call here, too. If you can't find a product, we'll put you in the right direction. Oh, boy, that sounds uh, sounds like the real deal. And, uh, hey, folks, I can I can verify that these chokes really work. I've used them for a couple decades now. But, Stuart, I am going to have to get into those uh, waterfowl chokes. I, I still love the waterfowl hunts as, as much as I do uh, turkey hunt. So I'll have to be in touch to get myself a pair of those chokes uh, for waterfowl season coming up this this year and give those a try as well maybe it'll help my shooting you know i'm getting a little older and uh, i don't seem to be connecting as often as i used to <laughs> but that, yeah there you go you're gonna you're gonna need that pass choke that'll give you a little more forgiveness there hey i need a lot of forgiveness i think well man it's been it's been just incredible to talk to you tell that side cook of yours mike ponder i said hello and uh, hopefully we can all get together again one of these days and, and do another turkey hunt hey folks uh you bet we uh we're all of us in the outdoor industry are, are living our outdoor dreams and we encourage you to do that also and this week you can hear the podcast three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on most social media platforms. But I'm kind of tailing out here this this week. We're getting the end of the first quarter here. And uh, after Friday, I'm going to take a short break for a uh, couple, three weeks. Got some medical things to take care of and some other business well. But then we'll be right back with more of Living the Dream Outdoors podcast. Hey, I encourage you, too, to try to live your outdoor dreams. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. 
Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.